One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is the Welsh radio and TV broadcaster Tim Cooper, who we'll hear from after his first choice, which is the classic Sugar Sugar from the Archies. Tim Cooper, welcome to Radio Glamorgan and Music Was My First Love. Thank you, Andrew. Tell me about your first choice, Sugar Sugar. Sugar Sugar was a song from 1969. I was born in 1967, so obviously I would have been one or two at that point when that song was out. I used to be carried around the house when that song <laughs> came on, apparently. I have no recollection of this, as you would imagine at that age, but uh, I'm told by uh, my brother Terry that uh, every time that song came up, I had to be carried around, and I absolutely loved it, so that had to be my first choice. Great. Did you always have an interest in music? A little bit. I was more interested... Oh, I'm from Cannock in Staffordshire, by the right. way. I, I lived there till I was 18, and uh, I used to like make putting tapes together and dummy radio shows yeah. and uh, taping bits off the radio, Radio Birmingham and stations like that. Beacon, it would have been at the time. So I remember Beacon starting in 76. Wow. That was my local radio station. So I was always interested in radio and TV and that kind of thing. Used to have the, the IBA books every year, you know, yeah. for Christmas and always interested in that, yeah. Your next choice is for many to believe to be an underrated genius, Peter Gabriel and, and Games Without Frontiers. My favourite TV programme of all time, Just on Frontier. Ah, it's a knockout. It's a knockout. And brilliant. Absolutely loved it. And um, play them back many a time. To this day, unfortunately, but <laughs> or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, if you like the program. So that's why I've chosen Games Without Frontiers, Peter Gabriel from 1980, I believe. If looks could kill, they probably will in Games Without Frontiers or Without Tears. I haven't heard that for so long. I have, I play quite often, oh, but <laughs> I realise it's not exactly about the TV programme, it's no. about it's about war, but... Um, but it's part of the memories, isn't it? It's part of the memories, yeah. and playing silly costumes... <laughs> getting wet. Getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> All the rest of it, yeah, so... Uh, you started your broadcasting career where many greats started, and that was with Hospital Radio. How did you get involved, and where did the interest in broadcasting come from? I was always interested in broadcasting as a very young child as a, a picture from like infant school where we all had to do a drawing and I know it went in the yearbook which I'd love to get a copy of mm. from Chad's Moore of, of me on a television or something I seem to remember that and I can't really recall where it started but it was from a very young age I always wanted to do radio or TV and I remember going to the careers office at 16 in school we all had to have this 10-minute chat about what you want to do. And I said, I mean, I was in the top set, so I, I was immediately dismissed, though, you know? I want to be, like, a videotape editor or something like that or a cameraman. And the guy grimaced and said, you know, well, just in case that's not possible, why don't you do this engineering course at the local technical college? And it was instantly kind of, you want to be one of these audio-visual kind of guys then and... You know, it wasn't taken seriously no. in the slightest, and that kind of annoyed me, and I found myself doing this general engineering course at the local tech, Canuck, Canuck Tech, and what I really disliked at school was doing metal work and things like that, and yeah. I found myself on this course on the second day in a metal shop, in a metal 
work yeah, um, kind of workshop. Yeah, and yeah. what have I done? Why have I gone on this course? <laughs> you know, but uh, from there, I then ended up doing electrical engineering, coming down to South Wales then at the age of 18 and trying to progress more on that side of the engineering yeah. to try and get into broadcasting. And who were your broadcasting heroes at that stage? I always loved a guy in Red Dragon. I came down here when I was 18, 1985. There's a guy in Red Dragon used to the breakfast show, Chris Ashley. Right. To me, the greatest was Enter Ever because he used to constantly put himself down and have a go at himself right. and self deprecating. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh. And he, he was on Red Dragon for quite some time. I moved back home for a couple of years. He moved then to the local station there. So it was kind of, are you following me? Are you, f yeah. <laughs> or is he following? You know. So uh, he was on there, and he, he was great, fantastic, and. You don't appreciate the time and which effort went into it. He was like mm. he was making it up as he went along, yeah. but he wasn't. He absolutely wasn't, you know. That's the art, make it to, to people to think that you're making it up, but you've put a lot of planning into it. Your third choice is a song that is very close to my heart because uh, we heard a few bars of it earlier. Uh, it's our theme tune, so tell me about John Miles and music. I just think it's superb. It goes roller coaster of a song. Absolutely superb. From 76, I believe. And uh, I know it's played at home a lot by my brother Terry around that era, 76 it would have been. So we used to play it a lot, and I love it, it's great. So was he, he was an older brother, you said? Yes, earlier. yes, he's nine years older than me, so... So would he, just to step back a bit, would he have been influential on your music tastes? Probably, yes, yeah. and certainly comedy, Monty Python, he used to play quite a lot and things like that, yeah. so a big influence, really. We, we shared a room at the time, so yeah. that was, that was yeah. a lot of it, I think, as well. After the experience of hospital radio, how did you get your foot in the door with commercial radio? Well, I, I first of all went into hospital radio. I was at Uassabatris in Abbeville. I'd given up any hope of going into broadcasting at this point, so I'd done my electrical engineering course, gone to Uassabatris in Ebervale, and I started uh, doing discos with a guy called uh, Ray Jones. And Ray was just interested in having a drink. And so I, it got to the point where I was just doing the disco, <laughs> or most of it anyway. And uh, so he had to, he packed it in because his wife got pregnant, so he wasn't allowed to do this disco anymore. So I went to hospital radio in Merthyr. It went from there, and people started saying, after a while, you really should do a demo and send it to, you know, Red Dragon and some other local stations. So eventually I did, very nervous about it because. Well, what if they say no, you know, mm. and that's it then, and I'm never... Get, well, I never really thought of trying to get into professional radio at that point. That wasn't why I joined hospital radio, well, although some people still don't believe that to this day. So <laughs> I just went, because uh, I enjoyed doing the discos, I enjoyed doing that kind of thing, and I eventually put this demo together, sent it off to Galaxy 101 at the time, Red Dragon, yep. Swansea Sounds, all of which I ended up working for at some point, but Red Dragon replied, yeah, we like your tape, come in for a chat. You know, there's no such thing as interviews in, in commercial radio. No. Come in for a chat, come in for a coffee. So you're doing this job in the factory then, you ask the batteries, are you available at all? And, well, yeah, I can do weekends, I can do night times maybe. And so from there they wanted me to do a demo in the studio itself. So I went in and did that, and I knew what I'd done over this two hours was just not good enough. So the fella said, uh, I won't mention his name, but the fella said, look, you've got to hand it in. And I'm thinking, I'm not handing this in, because I know that if I hand this in, 
I'm never going to get anywhere. So I ended up doing it again in the right. hospital radio station oh, up right. in Merthyr. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend Mark Powell actually dropped it in a couple of days later. And um, two days later, I had the call, um, we need somebody for the overnight show tonight. Are you up for it? And what hours was that? That was 2 a.m. till half past six. And did you go to work the next day? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But you ended up working for 14 commercial stations then? I did, yes. I went there, went to Galaxy, I did Swansea Sounds. Swansea Sound was my first full-time job, so I eventually got out to the battery factory yeah. at that point. I was working weekends on the radio at Touch and Red Dragon, and I went to Swansea Sound. I was offered a job by Andy Griffiths, and the money was slightly better than... I was on at Tuatha Battery, so I, I bit his hand off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, of course, radio, there's no security whatsoever. I could have had a week's work and been out of work. But, but there's, there's no... It's, you know. it's, it's celebrity, isn't it? And there's no, there's no permanent work in celebrity because it could end tomorrow. If nobody, and, and particularly with radio, if nobody's listening to you, it's all yeah. about numbers in commercial radio, isn't it? Absolutely. I never saw, saw it as celebrity. I just, it's a job as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know, I know some people do it, they think they're stars, but I mean, it's, it's never been like that for me. And it's just something I enjoy doing. And, well, that's it, really. And it's that um, pigeonhole of, of something that could end tomorrow. Yes. And he very much could have done. I yeah. mean, I had a mortgage at the time, but I was, I was so desperate to get out the, the day job. Yeah, I bet. So Seen I took the chance. Them all. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, British pop group Redbox next. And this choice from 1985 is Lean On Me. It is. 1985 is when I moved from Cannock down to Pontypridd to the Poly of Wales to do that electrical engineering course. And this was on everywhere at the time. And it was out in about the September, just as we started. So it really brings back memories of that time. <laughs> choice tim is just a great radio track ain't no doubt from jimmy nail ain't no doubt by jimmy nail that was the first song I ever played on hospital radio right and at 1992 it was when i joined ray jones had given up the discos we used to play that a lot on the disco because it was out at the time massive mm -hmm. track and uh, i just had to play that as my first song on hospital radio you know, so I don't suppose anybody remembers that, but uh, <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> but when this came out, people were still thinking of him as Oz from uh, Alvida's Impact. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. He had a couple of tracks out by that point, hadn't he? Well, so, he had this one, and of course yeah. he had the Rose Royce song. Yes, uh, yes. I don't live here anymore. Yes. I think through everyone, actually, because he still looked like... And when he did that, he still was quite big, and yeah. looked like he did as Oz, so... Yeah, this guy can sing as well as that. He can sing. <laughs> <laughs> Jam 69, from around 1979, 78, 79, that. And that's a song I've discovered since doing the programme The Red Thread the last few years. I didn't know it from the time, but um, Harry is a fella who I used to have on this overnight show on Swansea Sounds and The Wave, which I left you at of batteries to do this show in the middle of the night. And the boss there, Andrew Griffiths, just said, get the nutters on. There's plenty of nutters. Literally, that's, was, that's what he said. There's plenty of nutters out and about at that time. And I get them all on, get all the characters on. And that's what I did. And one of them was a fellow we called In and Out Harry. Because <laughs> sometimes he was in, sometimes he was out. And I wish I'd have known about that song at the time because we could have played that. Yeah. 
<laughs> we could have played that. Andy Griffiths would have been okay with that because it was that kind of place. But um, that's why I love that song. We played it loads on the Red Thread since. What is a BBC Wales announcer director? That is my current job. I um, announce the programmes on BBC One Wales, BBC Two Wales. You also do the technical side as well, which is why it's announcer slash director. Right. So you're not just sitting there doing the announcements, which a lot of people believe. And it's not all pre-recorded, it's all live. So you're actually doing all the technical bits, um, playing the OB in, like, for example, the rugby matches on a Friday night, you'll yeah. do all the line-up, it's called, from the rugby grounds, yeah. making sure it's all technically correct. And if it drops off air halfway through, which happens, yeah. you've got to jump in and yeah. do something about it. So, so what fascinates me is you've... If it's a programme that's going out nationally, you still have your local announcers. Yes. So let's say you've got ten, for example, ten local BBC channels. All of those ten people at the same time are saying, now on BBC One, or in your case, now on BBC One Wales, the Antiques Roadshow. Yes. You've got to tie that in because somebody in the middle of all of you is pressing a button to start that show. So you've all got to work to the same time limit, haven't you? Yes, it's determined... Before that junction, it's called, yeah. what time the Antiques Roadshow is starting, for example. So we have to join at that correct time. In that time, that slot that you're allowed, that includes trailers yes. uh, coming up later tonight. Yes. So it's not as easy as it sounds. Well, there's um, obviously BBC One Network, England's, yeah. Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland's, all doing their separate continuity, yeah. all playing their local trails for their local programmes, and we all join up then for the same programme at the same time. Unless we play in our own programmes, of course, which we do for yeah. several hours a week. Yeah. Our ITV, years and years ago, used to have those little... They were like speech marks in the corner of the screen, which yeah. was telling each local station that we're about to go to commercial break. Oh, the Q-dots. Yeah. Yes, the Q-dots. Yeah. Yes. We don't use those, but very precisely timed, yes. Tell us about your next choice from England, Dan and John Ford Coley. England Town and John Ford Coley, this is a song which I joined GTFM as um, breakfast presenter, community liaison officer, trying to think of the title there, administrator, just about do everything. So I joined those, that's the community station in Pontypreeth, and uh, the manager <laughs> really liked this kind of song, and it stuck. I, I kind of, again, I'd never really experienced this before, working at the Wave and kind of real radio. <laughs> so this kind of track wasn't on those stations. <laughs> but uh, this is one I absolutely love. Take a drive along the beach I stay at home and watch TV You see, it really doesn't matter much to Tim, me. let's go back to uh, radio broadcasting as an art. Do you think it's changed over the years? Yes, it's certainly technically considerably easier than it used to be. I mean, even when I started in 1992, we were queuing up vinyl and things like that. I mean, it's, it's so easy now. It's just next, next, yeah. next. Uh, all the skill from that point of view has completely gone out of it. But then it gives you more time to actually think about what you're going to say. Yeah. Because there's less to do on that front. It's six to one, half a dozen of the other, really. I mean. And what advice would you give to someone like me just starting out on his or her radio broadcasting career? Get the flying hours in. Just practice and practice and practice. And I, I never did it to try and get into radio. I, I genuinely didn't. I mean, I would given up on all that kind of thing. You did and it to get out of batteries, didn't I you? Did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did it to go and do a hobby because I, I wasn't doing much at the time. And I'd enjoyed the discos with Ray. And yeah, let's go and do some, let's go and do some broadcasting. Let's give it a go. But it was never the intention to try and work in it. And, you know, sending that demo off, I was, you know, do I really want to do this? But then again, I did want to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing the demo. Yeah. So. Your eighth choice, Tim Cooper, on this edition of Music Was My First Love, is... From someone who 
after recording 24 of these programmes, makes her debut on the show, and that's Madonna. Fan of the singer, the song, or both? Fan of both, really. And Madonna was great. I have to have a Madonna song in. I was a big fan when she came out in the, uh, well, 84, something yeah. like that. I would imagine she burst on the scene. This is a great song. This is superb. We had it at our, our first dance at our, at our wedding. Oh. So that's why I've chosen this song, Crazy For You. I met Lorraine through Real Radio. Worked at Real Radio yeah. after the wave. Right. And she was a caller. <laughs> on the phone-in show, yeah. which was before mine, so we got talking, because I used to answer the phones for that, so we got talking, and things went from there, really. So, about three years later, we got married, and this is our first dance. Lovely. Regular listeners to Radio Glamorgan will have been listening to the show, thinking to themselves, I know this guy's voice. <laughs> so, to put everyone out of their misery, tell me about Red Thread. Red Thread is a show I started doing because several stations, community stations, were asking me to do shows, and I never had the time doing the job I do, different shifts. So I think, well, I should come up with something, really, which can go across different stations, and I can pre-record make it completely generic and also what I wanted to do as well having been in commercial radio and being told what to play and in what order yeah. the entire time I wanted to pick the music because a lot of the music you don't like no. <laughs> you're playing in commercial radio but you can't even swap the order around yeah. it's very very do it all for you Yes, it's very closely worked out, the track order, what they want you to do next, and so I wanted to play the music I wanted to play as well. Mm. If it all fits together and links, every song links to the next, again, that's something to talk about, isn't mm. it? So that was my way of thinking. Of course, going back to Games About Frontiers, in that show, just on Frontier, in that show is the Phil Rouge, and that means Red Thread. Right, OK. So it all links up. Yeah. <laughs> But some of your links are, uh, and I haven't got any examples, but <laughs> they're very tenuous. They're very close to Don't Be Ridiculous, Tim. That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, some of them are obvious, some are absolutely ludicrous, some are tenuous, you know, but uh, it's really an excuse to play songs I want to play. Yeah. And I read there was an Oriental link to the title of the show. Yes, the red thread means uh, it's a, like a Chinese saying as well which means that everybody's connected and the, the thread will never break so yeah. that's another meaning of red thread as well so so mm. i enjoy doing it it's yeah. not to try and get back into radio it's just a bit of fun i'm quite happy doing what i'm doing <laughs> some american rock for your next choice and a band i was interested to read were made up among others from uh, members of santana who i'm a big fan of okay tell me about journey journey and don't stop believing it's a song i do on karaoke if I have to do one. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that, Jim. No, no. <laughs> so we go away in the summer and we inevitably we go into karaoke and, uh, you know, until you do one, they won't stop nagging you. So I'll do this one because I like it and it gets the crowd going as well. And also it's a don't stop believing. It's a great phrase as well. I stopped believing I could do anything in broadcasting for many, many years. And then you just got to try. You just got to try and get in. And that's that... That, that strikes a chord with me as well. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Tim, your tenth and final choice on Music Was My First Love is a bit of a 
bit of Eurovision, and from a Cardiff boy, no less, James Fox, and Hold On To Our Love from 2004. Tell me about this track. Me and my wife, Lorraine, absolutely love this. It's 2004. We hadn't been to, together long, and... Both of us Eurovision fans, not anorak level, but, uh, <laughs> you know, really enjoy the night and all the rest of it and the farcical nature of the whole thing. So it was, as I say, from 2004, local lad James Fox and a uh, great song. Had to have a Eurovision one in. Had to. Well, I'll introduce you to one of my colleagues, Luke Davis, who wears his anorak with great pride. Does he indeed? OK. <laughs> I'm not at that level. <laughs> um, so, BBC Wales. Yes. Uh, the Red Thread, broadcasting through almost two dozen stations. Lovely family. Life is good. Yes, indeed. We've got our daughter, Rachel, who's almost ten. So, uh, yeah, things are good, yeah. And what about the future? Just carry on doing what I'm doing. I'm quite happy to uh, do what I'm doing at the BBC, and I, I like that. Uh, the hours are hard going, I yeah. have to say, but that's the only thing about it. But uh, great. I never thought I'd get there. I tried several times to get into that job over the years. First time about 99, because I always really wanted to do that. Yeah. I was doing the radio, but I always fancied TV and continuity and all that. And uh, tried several times, tried again several years later. And the BBC is quite good at telling you, you know, look, try again. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you're okay, you know, just try again. And I kept trying and eventually got in, in, uh, when was it, 2008, got into the job. So if I can have a few more years, that'd be great. <laughs> and they'll continue to produce the Red Thread? I will. As long as stations want to take it, I'll continue doing it. Cheers, Tim. Thanks for coming Thank in. you. Thank you, Andy. It's the only time I've ever loved somebody, baby, in my life. we got to hold on to You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where Tim Cooper has been choosing ten of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when I'll be with another guest choosing ten of their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. <laughs>